Christmas can be such a difficult time, especially if you've lost the one you've loved. And so, but to hear about the sanctity of the family and the Holy Family, which is the feast today, is something to remind ourselves of because holiness is always involved with the cross. Do you remember how all of this story begins? It's the book of Genesis. Um, God creates man, notices that man's lonely because nothing's like him. And so he pulls women out, woman out of his side because man and woman are side by side, you know, not unequals. And uh, the man says, bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh, right? Who hasn't felt like that? You know, it's probably starting when you're 12 years old and you look out and you say, wow. And then you turn the page, right? The serpent comes in, the Wife makes a bad choice. Remember the, the husband, from bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh is, she made me do it, right? Because it's right at the heart of human relationship is where sin strikes. St. Augustine said that the, Satan is like a serpent. He just winds his way into your life. You know, nothing sudden. But he's just, suddenly, it's there, and it takes you by surprise. You know, in the gospel, the gospel is about the story of how God heals the family, right? Why was it that God became a human being? Well, our understanding is that the failure of human beings begins in relationship, and often we're set up for failure in families. That's why I like to tell people, I loved my mom and dad. They were really admirable people. If I'm a screw-up, I got nobody to blame it on but myself. And original sin. You see, the thing about it is, is what made Adam fall, what made Eve susceptible to temptation. Do you remember? God makes Adam in his own image and likeness. So he's the image of God in the world. Do you remember the snake's temptation? He doesn't want you to eat the fruit because then you'll be like God. Wait wait a minute. You've been made in the image and likeness of God. What's the temptation? Well, the story of the gospel is very much about that, why God became a human being. Now, I read the short version of the story because I know mostly you've all prayed the rosary and you know this story by heart. Do you remember when Mary goes into the temple and she's carrying baby Jesus and she's with Joseph? And do you remember the prophet steps out and the prophet says, this child will be the rise and the fall of many in Israel. And then he points to mom and she says, and for you, a sword will pierce your heart. Do you remember that? So here's the thing about God, what it means to be a God. So, if you think that because of your baptism and because you live your Christian life, you get to go out and create your own universes because God's creator, right? That isn't what we mean by God. Nobody thinks that, right? You don't get what we think of as these divine powers. You don't get to make up your own law. You live in God's world. So, what does it mean that you become like God? The way we explain it 
is you participate in the life of God. And you'll learn to do that in the family. Think about it with the story I just told you about the Virgin Mary. How does Mary participate in the crucifixion? She's there suffering with her son, right? And so we have the seven sorrows of Mary, the seven sorrows and joys of St. Joseph. You don't get to be another person. But holiness is about sharing God's life and sharing God's life with one another. And that's why St. Paul talks about it in Colossians and in chapter 5 and 6 of Ephesians. It's really the same reading. It's a little more complete in Ephesians. But here's how St. Paul says you participate in the holiness of God and family. First, you do it because you live a life of Christian virtue. You know, if what you believe is, is that the point of being good is, is that goodness is its own reward, that it will also make you successful in business, successful in politics, successful in relationships. Well, being trustworthy can have that effect, right? Why do people lie so much then if they trust that much in virtue? Because nobody believes it really works, right? It works as far as it goes, and then you got to kind of make up your own rules. But that's not what St. Paul's saying. So he's saying, in your family, to live the holy family, to live separate from God, this is why being set aside for God is a challenge. You got to be patient. You got to be kind. You got to be meek. You got to be lowly. Marriage is not about you. Family's not about you. Family is its own experience of connectedness to God and to one another. Have you ever had the experience where you were really into a project and you got so much into it, like a woodworking project or you're baking, you forgot about everything that was worrying you? It's called, in psychology, it's called the flow. You just get into the experience. What if your family was like that? What if it was such an engrossing experience of love where it wasn't you always felt like you were the special one, but instead every sacrifice you made seemed to be so worthwhile? Well, think about it like the experience of the cross, right? It was suffering. It was pain. Jesus took it on because... He was going to reveal the sin of the world. He was going to unite divinity and humanity, divinity and humanity. And so when you think about that in the context of your family, and you look back, hopefully, that you had parents that you loved, that it's easy to honor your father and give glory to your mother. But that the experience of it was with all the ups and downs, this is what made you who you are. I was talking to someone who was losing their husband, and I know some of our parishioners have just recently lost their husband. When you are by someone who you love and you are saying goodbye for the last time on this side of the grave, it is a profound experience. And when they die, 
and you feel that they have died well in the grace of the church, you've prayed with them. All the, whatever it was in the past, has been resolved. You're experiencing holiness. So husbands are supposed to love their wife as they love themselves, which means you have to treat them as well as you treat yourself. And if you find yourself being abusive, what's it say about how you treat yourself and think about yourself? It's why it's so important what our interior lives are, right? Because if it's in here, chances are it's going to squeak out. And wife, respect your husband. That's what St. Paul says. Maybe he sees the intrinsic superiority of the female, and so she has to make some room for her man. But I'm not going to go there. I just thought I'd throw it out as an alternative theory. Children are supposed to respect their mom and dad. They're supposed to honor their father and give glory to their mom. And if you think about what those simple rules are about family, that sounds like a happy family. And that when you really have suffering in your family, that's the kind of stuff that's missing. And so family's always a work in progress. But we remember why this happened. Jesus didn't write anything down. It's because he could write the book and we'd still be arguing over the words, what the words meant, right? But when he walks the walk, he shows us how we're supposed to live. His mom and dad observant of their religious duties. The offering of two turtle doves, someone who couldn't afford a lamb. But what they had, they gave back to God. And what they really had was just themselves. And so today what I want to invite you to do is to pray with me the consecration to the Holy Family and ask this year for God to bless your marriage and to bless your family. So I'd ask you please just to stand. Oh Lord Jesus, you lived in the home of Mary and Joseph and Nazareth. There you grew in age, wisdom, and grace as you prepared to fulfill your mission as our Redeemer. And you say, we entrust our family to you. O blessed Mary, you're the mother of our Savior. At Nazareth you cared for Jesus and nurtured him in the peace and joy of your home. We entrust our family to you. O St. Joseph, you provided a secure and loving home for Jesus and Mary and gave us a model of fatherhood while showing us the dignity of work. We entrust our family to you. Holy family, we consecrate ourselves and our family to you. May we be completely united in a love that is lasting, faithful, and open to the gift of new life. Help us to grow in virtue, to forgive one another from our hearts, and to live in peace all our days. Keep us strong in faith, persevering in prayer, diligent in our work, and generous towards those in need. May our home, O holy family, truly become a domestic church where we reflect your example in our daily life. Amen. Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, pray for us.